welcome to another episode of Under the Bar podcast. My name's Tom. With me, as always, is the great Rawdon Dubois. <laughs> a shadow of him former self, I yeah, should say. Yeah, don't sneeze, Tom. It'll <laughs> blow might, me around the room. might blow away. Well, we're actually quite fortunate to be here. Um, Cam arrived. Uh, yes. So we were supposed to actually record this episode last week. Yes. But Cam uh, slept in. And not only did he sleep in, no response, text, nothing. Not like a, sl- the, not like a sleep earth. in where you, you sleep in for 20 minutes, you miss your alarm and you miss your train or something like that. It was panic, you, you get know, a taxi. We were meant to be in here at 9.30 at 2 p.m. he woke yes. up. Yes. So it was quite a significant sleep in. Nice work, Cam. Yeah, when you're going to do it, yeah, he does it well. <laughs> yeah. you know, it makes up for all those other, other, other times yes. he was on time. Yes, very, on, very, very, very and true. We'll let the lady listeners know he has had a uh, bit of a trim, short back and sides, and yep. uh, the the beard's off. Yep. And I reckon he's looking pretty dapper. Yes, he's looking quite smooth. You know, now uh, the ladies that listen to the program not only uh, you know was me. You're available on yeah. offer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that I have the energy to do anything other than uh, walk on a treadmill and you know exist at the moment. But uh, but Cam's also on the on, mar- offer. on the market as well. So yeah. for any of our listeners out there that are a bit frisky. You know, contact uh, info at underthebar.com. And, underthebarpodcast.com. Yep. And uh, Expressions uh, of interest. For uh, Rawdon and Cam. I think it's a great idea. Now, mate, we've got a very exciting special guest on this episode. We have. Uh, we're doing a two-part interview with Dr. Bob Rakowski. Ah, this was a really awesome interview. I love this. You this know you make me want a Rakowski. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But this guy was amazing. Uh, a really uh, awesome content, but just an overall feel of... Uh, uh, I just feel better after having spoken to the guy for an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was. Yes. I just felt um, invigorated, you know, motivated to, to be the best you can be. be. It's, it's yeah. quite, it was a really good interview. I think that's part of his uh, overall energy, Rawdon. It's not yeah. just the interview, but we look back on the email correspondence with yeah, Dr. Yeah. Bob and all of the emails were signed off with, uh, you know, enjoy <laughs> this beautiful day Yeah, and get out there and get amongst it. He's just a super, super positive guy. He covers a lot of uh, really good content in part one. So he works with a, a ton of professional athletes. Yeah, yeah, um, I was surprised with that, but yes. Yeah, to get them um, ship-shaped, so not just chemically, but structurally balanced as well. Yep. Some interesting points on nutrition here, Rawdon. When you actually eat poorly, mm. it's not the fact that you're just putting bad food into yourself, but that yep. bad nutrition actually robs your body of, of minerals and nutrients, Yeah, which was Crazy. a bit of a, a different way to, to look at it. Something that we, we haven't spoken about in great detail uh, on the episode, but the uh, acid and alkaline balance... Yep. Uh, the pH balance of the body. Yep. And that's done the rounds in a, in a, a few different ways, but we'll uh, he'll, yeah, he'll, we he'll, he'll go into that, and it's it's interesting what it actually really means. It'll also take us through his hierarchy of nutritional importance, yeah, which is interesting, and then also detoxification, explain yeah. you know the, the pathways and, and yeah. different strategies to, yeah. to well, detoxify. What's actually happening? Phase yeah. one, phase two, phase three. Yep. How do the, the, the chemicals get out of our body, basically? That's, uh, that's always interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's also a big proponent of the meditation as well, Rawdon. And, okay. Um, that's something that you're, uh, you're involved in at the moment. And um, we can uh, recap that for we, our listeners yeah, as well. Yeah, the meditation's been uh, well, quite life-changing, actually. So it's probably been about 20, 25 days I've been mm. meditating every day. And now I'm at a stage where I look forward to it. I want that's to. That's awesome. Very I, good. I really want to do it. So I set my alarm early this morning so I could mm. get up and meditated for an hour this morning really yeah wow because there's a there's a funny thing when you break through and you actually there's a certain um zen like state yeah when you do actually lose your mind Mm. it's hard to access but when you when that actually happens it's like hitting a golf ball perfectly in the sweet spot and you just it's enough even if you play around a shitty golf if you hit one good off the tee it's enough to make you want to go back and do it again i I hate golf like that because (laughs) you know 99.9 percent of the time it's disgusting yes and the balls go every which way. They go backwards. I yeah. hit it and it hits, it hits the guy standing behind me. But then you have that one that just sings off the tee and, mm. it, and it's got that real metallic crack to it. And shoong. Yes. And it's enough just to get you back on the course again, yeah. just despite everything Reaked. else. Well, that's a bit more like what yeah. uh, what meditation is. When you hit the sweet oh. spot, it's enough to make you want to go back and try and find it again. Okay. It's not, I'm getting better at finding it, but yep. uh, we, can, we can look at that now. Mate, interesting with the positivity kind of side of things because yeah. there's been a bit of a new direction on your uh, social media these days. Yeah. People coming in, what's going on with Rawdon? He's yeah. the absolute... He's the selfie king. The selfie king. And yes. he's got this uh, this selfie face, which I've actually never seen, you know, face to face. But no. uh, it's only when uh, only selfies have, been only taken. Only for the selfies. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not just selfies. It's um, selfies with, with a beautiful Sydney backdrop or... 
the sun shining or, you know, with friends or what I'm working on at the time on the laptop type thing. So I guess uh, a process for me to tr- almost like uh, the grateful log, you know, when I at the end of the day, I've put up all these for me anyway, very positive uh, uh, posts on social media, lots of color, uh, lots of visual images uh, that I'm putting up there. And, and for me, that process is, is quite a, you know, uh, it's not meditation, but it's um, but therapeutic. It makes me, yeah, it's therapeutic. It makes yeah. me really, f- f- uh, I guess, appreciate what I'm doing day to day and, and uh, acknowledge to myself that that I really do love what I do and, I, uh, and I'm in a really happy place. And um, I, I hope that people like with my Instagram and Facebook uh, work pages, you know, just get a bit of inspiration. It's like, oh yeah, you know, we do live in Sydney and I don't actually see the city from that view and shit, that's, that's a really, that's a really cool book. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love living in Sydney. Yeah, yes. you know, and, and feel good about themselves yes. and, uh, you know, get in, in inspired some way mm. by, by what I'm doing day to day. And, uh, but really it's just a reflection of, of what my day's like. And, yes. and I really do you know positive mind and, and positive things happen man. it's great mate it's fascinating what you're doing there mate because now you're actually walking through your day looking <laughs> for positive things you know yeah. you've got your eyes open for it and, and this is fascinating mate because we the average human has anywhere between 50,000 to 70,000 thoughts in a day yeah 90% of those thoughts are exactly the same thoughts that we've had the day before and the day before and the day <laughs> before you know the alarm goes off we yeah. get up uh, yeah. You flick the button, you get up, you do your things. Particularly for anyone who's preparing for a shoot or a contest or, yeah. or structured with their training nutrition, routine becomes a critical part of actually sticking to the plan and getting things done. Mm. But what routine also does is it, the, the brain flicks into autopilot mm. and you go through the same steps every day. You see the same people that trigger the same emotional responses in your body. Yeah. Uh, you, go, you do your training, you do your work. Yeah. You see your clients, you do whatever else you've got to do in your day. You get home, you prepare your dinner, you do your emails, you go to bed, yeah. you wake up the next day, you press the alarm, you go through and you yeah. do the same thing. And you, your, brain hasn't, day. your brain hasn't really changed at all that day. And from my perspective, the meditation in the morning gives me a chance to actually switch off the default thought mechanisms yes. and reset neural pathways for the day so that I actually do look at things in a different perspective. Yeah. And essentially what you're doing with your social media and your Facebook page is you're now actively looking for yeah. positive things in, the, in your environment and, yeah. and seeing things differently and stopping to take the time yeah. to take a photo of it and acknowledge it. And no, I, I really do. You know, yeah. like once upon a time I'd be, uh, you know, especially at this point in time with any of our listeners, you know, I've aggressively been um, reducing body fat and, you know, 25 kilos later in, in a, in a four-month, uh, four to five-month period. I mean, it's, it's an extensive amount of weight loss and normally I would, be a, a, a zombified state and I am to a degree but what's keeping me going is is what you pointed out just then it's the stopping to to see life pass you by you know to see these normally I would just charge across the harbour bridge you know to get into the other side get home to do whatever prep a meal and or do a cardio session but no I stop and you know take a deep breath and I actually have a look at the city and go wow that's that's an amazing view I'm going to put that on Facebook you know boom uh, doesn't the city look beautiful today and then move on and then there'll be something else at the end of the Harbour Bridge boom another one mm. so you know I mean some of my uh, friends on Facebook probably like roll their eyes oh, here we go again another <laughs> selfie or another co- and I love coffee you know I put up when I when I have coffees you know but it's a bit of a, a bit of a joke and, and I'm just having a bit of fun there but mm. um yeah, I'm just I'm just in a good place at the moment. Yeah, you know, I'm loving it. So. That's really good. Oh well, maybe I should start using Facebook as well. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Bob Rakowski, he's yes. coming up. Before we get to him, for those who are interested in any of the uh, true Celtic, yep. it's the great way to start your day once you've meditated. Get up and yep. knock some uh, Celtic sea salt harvested off the coast of France down the hatch with a bit of lime and mm-hmm. a bit of warm water. Maybe uh, affecting the acid alkaline balance a little there. Yes, which we'll uh, talk about later. But yeah, yes, and and aid some detoxification as well. Uh, you can go to our iTunes page and just leave a review of the program. Yep. Uh, take a screenshot, screenshot. Old school. Yep. Yep. Of that review. Email it through to info at underthebarpodcast.com. And we're giving a couple of packs away. Two packets of the True Celtic. Yep. A month's worth of uh, True Celtic out yep. every episode. Beautiful. So we'll do that. Now we'll go to uh, Dr. Bob. <laughs> oh. 
Under the Bar podcast. My name is Tom Hewitt. With me, as always, is the uh, youthful and effervescent yeah. Rodan Dubois. Yeah, hi, hi, Tom. Thanks for the <laughs> intro there, mate. Now, mate, uh, heaps of personal <laughs> trainers who listen to this podcast, and uh, you and I know, and obviously they would as well, the first thing you get taught in, um, in your personal training certification is how to pretend to be a doctor. Well, look, we often uh, slip the lab coats on uh, on under the bar, but we're far from actually, uh, for the listeners out there, we're not actually doctors <laughs> or medical professionals in any way. No, but every now and then it is good to get someone on yeah. who is. Who actually knows what they're talking about. about. Yeah. yeah, it's very good. So I'm excited to talk to our next guest, Dr. Bob Rakowski. Yes, Bob. Now, my first exposure to him was probably one of the very early uh, biosigs that Charles Poliquin was yep. doing back in the day, and he kept referencing this uh, this Rakowski. Rakowski. Whenever he yep. was talking about digestion and yeah. some of his nutritional philosophies. Spoke very highly, and, and to be honest, it's someone that uh, we've actually... Uh, spoken about many times. We're going to get Bob on. We're going to get Bob on, and we, we sort of get sidetracked. And it's yes. like, no, it's time. So, uh, yeah, very excited about today. Yes, it's going to be good. So, for those who don't know, he is the uh, director of the Natural Medicine Center in Houston, Texas. He's yep. got a, a raft of qualifications, and mm. we'll go through those, but he can explain more. First of all, uh, Dr. Bob, thank you for your time and welcome to the podcast. Hey, you're welcome. Excited to share eager for my trip to Down Under as well, so let's yeah, get that well, that, yeah. uh, That's a, uh, an exclusive on Under the Bar. We'll uh, work on that uh, off-air a little bit later, but uh, uh, how's your day going there, downtown Houston, Texas, mate? You know, it's, it's a beautiful day here. I got up, I had a fabulous workout. I called my hour of power, one of my first patients, uh, 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 an Olympian competing in Rio and someone who we're going to fine-tune both structurally and chemically. Uh, to be their best for this Olympic Games and uh, a great awesome. day of license renewal and after work uh, training session as well. So I'm feeling great, very productive day and yeah. uh, great way to cap it off here because we're approaching evening now. Yeah, that's awesome. great. I mean, very good. Rod and I talk about this, you know, the people who we, we get on this podcast where it never ceases to amaze us how they're all on their path, they're following their mission, yeah. they fill their days with high priorities and they're doing great things in the world. And, and But they also all, all, usually always get to do their training They always get a workout in, exactly, exactly. So for the listener, uh, obviously Dr. Bob, he is a training individual. He works with uh, a lot of top athletes, a doctor of chiropractic, kinesiologist, a certified clinical nutritionist amongst other things. And yeah. Dr. Bob, I guess on the surface, uh, one might wonder what a you know someone who manipulates bones has to do with designing nutrition protocols, but maybe you could explain your path into the field and, and how you integrate these disciplines to form your philosophy of overall health. Well, you know, the path is interesting. I, I grew up as, uh, like a lot of American kids, I was a junk food junkie. And even though I was a pretty decent athlete in high school by the time I got to college, some people who I felt I should be more talented and more competitive in, in any sport were, were actually running circles around me. And I remember my dad telling me growing up, hey, if you keep eating cheeseburgers and french fries, you're going to pay a price. So I decided uh, my freshman year in college, by the way, my first degree is electrical engineering, that I was going to do a nutrition experiment. Uh, and for one week, I was going to just throw out to McDonald's and I was going to eat you know, chicken and fish and turkey and whole vegetables and salads and drink nothing but water. Hmm. And that week made such a difference in terms of my energy and, and my outlook. You know, it's amazing what it'll do for your mental processing as well, hmm. that it has become a, a 30 three-plus year experiment where I've just gotten more passionate about it every single week. So you know, I gave myself to the study of nutrition as I was studying engineering and got a degree in engineering. Actually, uh, you know, was the highest paid graduate in my in my graduating class, and that's what brought me to Texas for Texas Instruments. But I realized shortly after I did not have a passion for semiconductor engineering, but rather engineering that would enhance human health and performance. And and that's where the last 30 years of my study and dedication and application has been. That's awesome, Bob. And, and what I find uh, really refreshing there, as much as we all, well, so I, I certainly do and Tommy does and uh, listeners of the podcast uh, will advocate, uh, you know, healthy food choices and, and the whole foods and, and lots of greens and, and vegetables and fresh, fresh produce. You know, within a seven-day period, you, you you manage to see yourself with that own experiment, and you know we throw this out there to any of our listeners that uh, want to try it. I'm pretty sure they'll get the same result. Mm. But it's interesting that even in a seven-day period, 
you noticed a, a, a huge difference. And, and I think the interesting point from you was, if I am understanding it, you actually got uh, improved performance as well. Like you were obviously heavy, heavy athletic at the time. So is that what happened? Not only did you feel better, but you actually got better performance uh, with what sport you're playing at the time? Yeah, you know, that's that spills over in so many different areas. But, you know, first of all, the anti-inflammatory benefit when you're when you're not putting these these crazy excitotoxins in your system through processed foods, you you sleep deeper, you recover better. Um, you know, you all will get through detox in a little bit. But literally, the foods I'm putting in were not nourishing my energy efficiency, but rather robbing from them. And then with poor sleep, you have excess cortisol release and that decreases energy efficiency and recovery and it, it is amazing. I've literally made the intense one week turnaround uh, a huge part of my clinical practice. And I've taught doctors at, around the entire world. And oftentimes we'll talk about an intense detox week, but you can have an intense anti-inflammatory week, an intense alkalizing week, an intense blood sugar week. Um, yeah. You name it. You know, we, we can really target the nutrition and the priorities and, and make some astounding changes. That, that's amazing. Dr. Bob, tell me, uh, I'm just curious, a, a, a lot of, because uh, I'm in the physique preparation, uh, you work with uh, Olympic athletes, that's a little <laughs> little uh, more, uh, you know, uh, up the food chain with what I do, but I work with physique athletes competing on stage. And, um, you know, a lot of coaches will advocate, you know, regular uh, off-plan meals, and, and usually they they lean towards the burgers and the and the uh, this junk type food uh, i'm curious uh, what's your opinion on like would a a, a weekly uh, cheat meal and a, and a obsessive uh, you know indulgence of these particularly bad like you said pro-inflammatory type foods is that almost enough to just give you enough information to to sort of compromise what you're doing for the following five six days and then and then before you're you're about to sort of uh reap the benefit of, of that that clean uh, healthy lifestyle again you have your your next cheat meal because it's part of the plan and then you, you you set up the inflammation for another week and you never really experience the the profound uh, reality that is you know inflammation free and uh, and the, the body composition sleep and everything else that comes with it is is that once a week enough to sort of spill over to the rest of the week for you well it's going to be for a lot of people you know it, it's all really individual dependent and, and certainly yeah. we're all very very different and i've seen some incredible athletes that get by with some pretty frequent terrible choices yeah. and reality is we, we measure, we measure their chemistry, we measure their performance and not everybody pays the same price for an indulgence. So I like okay. to say that record keepers are record breakers, but a bad choice is a bad choice. Mm. So when, when people want, I don't like that word cheat meal, I like the word reward meal yeah. and maybe a reward meal is going to be something that's out of your plan, but certainly not out of reason. So I would mm. consider a reward meal something like, for instance, uh, a really nice sweet potato with some good organic butter and maybe just a dash of cinnamon. Mm. You know, then then you've got some some solid nutrition to fall back on, and yet you're going to satisfy your sweet tooth and your fat tooth and everything all at once. Awesome. Um, but it's really a matter of measurements. But reality is, even the best of the best, over time, if they make repeated bad choices it'll chisel away at, at their reserve and ultimately they'll pay a bigger price as well. So yeah. I'm not a fan of, of going over you know over the line uh, with a really bad choice. And, and there's another factor that we haven't really brought into the conversation yet, but it's the conversation of food addiction. Yes. Mm. And it's literally a change in, in brain response, brain receptors, and it takes a period of time to set in. And you know, now that we have functional MRI, we know that most people, if they avoid their addictions, for about three weeks, they'll have some restructuring of the brain receptors, you know, remodeling, reallocation, and they will have a lesser response. But if you keep hitting it every week, mm. you may never break the addictive pattern. That, yes. That's exactly what I find, Bob, and um, and I would definitely be in line with what you just described. And uh, their cheat meal would be similar foods to what they would normally eat, but more of it. Uh, and and you know, I talked to Dr. Mike Israel, and Tom and I have spoken to him on the on the podcast. And you know, he, he calls it this uh, this taste palate reward hypothesis, where 
you know, if you keep having these, you know, hyper intense flavor injections, you know, the, the cravings and yeah, it's probably is brain chemistry. Now you've yes. explained it like that. You actually get these, these uncontrollable uh, urges thereafter and, you, and the preparation uh, of energy restriction becomes that much more challenging and, and you're, you're fighting these demons. And, you know, I, I've done it myself and I, I sort of get to a point where I sort of stop and think, you know, I'm I'm getting what am I doing? I'm getting so manic over some yeah. chocolate and and you know some some dirty food. Like it's what's going on? And and I it's almost like I can't control the. And Tom will attest to this. You know, he knows I go through. I have been through phases, but yeah, it's 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 bizarre. So I think it's best to avoid them uh, altogether. Yeah, you know, and and they have this statement. You know, we talk about one of the known addictions is alcohol. They say once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Yeah. That may be the same with certain foods for certain people, and as you mentioned, you know, chocolate's one of the big ones. There's certainly a lot of people, uh, you know, they, they do whatever it took to get their chocolate fix. And <laughs> in that case, when you're that, when something has that much power on you, you're you're better off avoiding it. Yeah. Dr. Bob, you mentioned excitotoxins and the way that fast foods and, and these dirty foods actually rob you of nutrients. nutrients. So before we get into the actual process of detoxifying, can you explain what excitotoxins are and, and what Robbing these yeah, what these fast foods or, you know, trans fats and various things, what they actually do to the body? Sure. You know, there, there's a lot of uh, in flavor enhancers and there's different things that we could call an excitotoxin. The classic one is going to be glutamate, which by the way, glutamate is, is the most abundant um, neurotransmitter glutamine sorry the most abundant amino acid and, and it's one step away from glutamate and it's highly excitatory in the body it monitors pain in the central nervous system it really drives a, a fight-or-flight response and at high levels it can actually kill neuron tissue so there's a, uh, a neurologist named Russell Blaylock and he's written a book excitotoxins taste that kill and there's some people that are critical of that because when when foods have these exciting chemicals in it there's some evidence that very little of it crosses the blood-brain barrier, uh, but that's really only true in people that are profoundly healthy. So the sicker we are, the more of these that will actually cross the blood-brain barrier uh, and will start stimulating our brain. And the word that's been used is actually hijacking the brain chemistry. Wow. Uh, right. And the body will actually fight back against that stimulation and it does it by putting in calming chemicals. So really people will have a, a rapid rise and then a fall and then they'll want that rise again. And very, very often, they're going to reach for these excitotoxic foods. So, so many of the processed foods, packaged foods, um, on, a, on a lesser scale, we could call refined sugar to a certain level an excitotoxin. It's got other mechanisms of toxicity. And even salt, you know, salt is pretty well known to be an adrenal stimulant. And uh, people will have those cravings, and it starts pushing the body in a way. And in the long run, it's not going to be best for its chemistry and wellness. Interesting. Okay. So it's almost like uh, creating this uh, uh, dependence on these uh, ex excitatory type food choices, looking for your next fix. Mm. Um, and it's actually remodeling the chemistry of the brain. Scary. If, if you like for your listeners, I've got a, a nice little snippet uh, of a video where it actually shows an animation of that brain receptor down regulation. It's very well explained by a by a PhD from the University of San Francisco. It's a little three-minute clip. I think your we listeners might, would enjoy it. We might uh, tack that onto the uh, when we release the podcast there, Tommy. Yes, we'll just get a link for that, and maybe we can um, include that into the uh, blog post. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. All right, Bob, we'll check that out. So, Bob, when you um, had this original realization and you did your seven-day experiment, cleaned everything up, and, and you've, you started feeling better, you had the mental clarity, mm. what's going on physiologically once you take these bad foods out and replace them with whole foods, how does the body actually detoxify and why do you start feeling so good? Mm. Again, there could be different reasons for different people, but one of the massive changes when you shift from a processed diet to a natural diet is the body's acid-alkaline balance. Uh, yeah. And I don't think it gets enough credit in so much of our conversations, but it's one of the top things I address with top athletes. But every single hormone in our body every single enzyme in our body is pH dependent and every one of our biologic processes actually makes acid. As I teach my patients and my doctors, oxygen goes into the cell 
carbon dioxide comes out, it adds to water in the blood to form carbonic acid. We've got 100 trillion cells doing that all day long, and it's actually estimated that we make about 15,000 units, the average person 15,000 units of acid over the course of a day. So our elimination routes are all set to get rid of that, that acid. The lungs will actually blow off carbon dioxide. The sweat will actually be acid. Uh, people have a hard time imagining that bowel movement is acid, but think about the bugs in the, in the colon like acidophilus, literally meaning acid-loving. Yeah. Uh, that is supposed to be an acid environment. The urine should be acid. Uh, and, and so as we look at all these processes, we're going to eliminate acid with everything we do, but we also have a whole series of sophisticated buffers. And there's mineral buffers and there's protein buffers. And the body is always working to minimize the acid contribution to buffer it and keep everything working at a high level. So if you reduce the acid burden and increase the alkaline buffer, there's a big reward there. Mm. Uh, so you stop putting processed foods in and more whole food sources, especially healthy foods with a good omega-3 balance, then you start getting a little bit of an anti-inflammatory benefit. Uh, as you get more fiber, you know, the bowels will actually be a little bit more efficient and you'll actually eliminate more toxins more effectively from your system. I already mentioned about you know, pulling away some of these excitotoxins and getting a deeper sleep. But we, we know that there's so much recovery uh, that occurs under that state. And the, the sad reality is that most of the athletes that I see, uh, Charles Pollock and I have said this for years, we, we don't believe most of our athletes are overtrained. We believe that they are under-recovered. Yeah, yes. Without good sleep, without good nutrition, they can't continue to train at a high level and make progress. So you'll see them moving backward. Mm. That, that, that's interesting the the acid alkaline base because you hear this thrown around and then the uh, certain uh, people in the industry will say look you know there's no way you can be acidic you know you're going to drop dead if you if the body goes out of the ph uh you know the normal ph levels but the reality is and, and uh, correct me if i'm wrong it's not so much uh the body going acidic the body will always maintain that neutral ph but it will rob the body of micronutrients like for example magnesium uh, will be potentially leached from the bones to to neutralize the body uh, if the th there is nothing in your nutrition that is is alkalizing like you described the green vegetables and and every all, all the good food choices whole food choices that we make um, and, and and that's the reality you're sort of uh, robbing the body of, of these vital uh, electrolytes and, and and micronutrients that have you know profound uh, you know roles within mm. the body and and that's is that the sort of so it has to work so hard to maintain a, a homeostasis? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and is that is that true as well, uh, Doctor Bob? Where that, that, is a, that is a great summary. So you know, if you look, the World Health Organization says the top cause of death on planet Earth is malnutrition, wow. but in, in the last publication of the actual causes of death in the U.S., they've actually said that malnutrition is the top cause of death in the United States. Well, you look at well, who's malnourished? We have so much obesity. Well, guess what? They don't have any quality. And, and so, yes, it's true that it's very rare for someone to actually die from metabolic acidosis. That's the extreme of it. But I have personally never seen perfect pH in my office with all the buffering systems optimized. And the people that have the best pH balance are the highest performing, best recovering athletes that I see, period, end of story. And as those buffers become depleted, you're right. They don't just buffer acid alkaline. They do things like carry oxygen and, and shift fluid balance and, and influence enzyme function. So, yeah, that acidity is a thief yeah. of function. Mm. And, and I think that's a great way of putting it. I love the way that you, you made it make sense for your listeners. That was really well stated. Yeah, thanks, Bob. So well, I've got to actually credit, shout out there, Dr. Uh, Vinesh. Uh, Tommy's client is a functional practitioner here in Sydney, an awesome doctor. Um, he actually explained it to me. And, and prior to that, I was of the opinion, look, you, know, you can't get acidic, you know, there's no way you drop dead acidosis. But he said, no, 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 no. Like the body will always maintain homeostasis, but it does this, this, and this. So to, to, Yeah, that was the was, first time it clicked with me as well. Yeah. You know, when so, I really understood. So aside, Dr. Bob, aside from obviously the, the green vegetables and, and a good nutrition, is there anything else we can do? supplementation wise to really knock that get that it in the bud pH nice and alkaline you know when, when I talk to people about nutrition I, I like to talk in sevens you know I'm, I'm, I'm actually writing my book this year the, the seven habits of incredibly healthy people 
and I've come up with these series of sevens for life and, and exercise and everything else, but the Magnificent Seven in terms of nutrition is first going to be whole foods, organic whole foods, and I'm a big fan of paleo. I, I really think that makes the most sense in terms of our heritage and how we should be eating. We should eat like our ancestors. After whole foods, I like to transition and add in superfoods. And okay. so there's a website called superfoodforsuperhealth.com, but there, there's a reason these things are called superfoods. They have super high nutrient density and other active molecules with phenomenal health benefit, whether you're talking about antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, alkalizing, etc. And then I actually transitioned to medical foods and, or functional foods. Some of you may know it, but it's, it's now supplementation. But they have certain foods that are known and, and formulated with whole food bases and supplementation to actually enhance processes like detoxification or anti-inflammatory or gut healing. Okay. Then after those three, I like to throw in a good multivitamin, multi-mineral. We all need that. Yeah. Then I like to throw in omega-3s, very, very critical. And then finally, we go with probiotics and vitamin D. Uh, it's, it's a reality that after the age of 40, even though vitamin D is technically not a vitamin, it's a pro-hormone, we make it in response to sunlight exposure, uh, we make less of it after the age of 40, at least in the typical population. Uh, I've actually measured mine even before I supplemented. I, I think it's because I've done so many other things right, even good food sources. My vitamin D status was excellent without supplementation. Uh, but now into my 50s, I'm taking vitamin D regularly, and it's, it's estimated that there's about a billion people worldwide that are deficient, frankly deficient. Mm, yeah, that's and animal studies don't show any level of toxicity. So the nutrients I'm recommending are safe and incredibly effective, and starting with food at the top of uh, the priorities. Yeah, okay. that's amazing, Bob. And uh, for any of our listeners, just Google Dr. Bob Rokolsky in your 50s. You look, uh, you know, you look much like myself. You know, we're, <laughs> we're looking still in our 30s, Bob, and uh, we're obviously doing something right. Uh, I will also just reiterate that point there because I've, I've heard you on another podcast and it just rang true there. You know, it's not, uh, you're not saying that, yeah, hey, use supplements, multivitamin D to substitute poor diet. It's get the diet. You mentioned foods paramount. That's first, but then you supplement quality uh you know supplements on top of that to to further enhance and 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 i guess create pretty much what i tell my clientele when i'm working with them instead of adequate we're trying to create optimal, optimal. you know yeah. the best performance we possibly can for the period that we're working together so uh whole foods superfoods medical foods multivitamins omega-3 probiotics vitamin d, vitamin d. beautiful okay Let's have a look at detoxification yeah. a little deeper here, Dr. Bob. Let's uh, get into that one. Balls deep into it. Yeah, you've mentioned a few of the pathways, uh, sweat, urine, poop. That's at the end. Uh, we've got that. What about the actual the liver? We understand there's two phases, but yep. could you explain how the liver detoxifies and what's going on in that process? You know, I, I like to just take a little step back, and as I explain it to my patients, I like to ask them you know, to just picture their house. And they're going to have a certain amount of garbage that they need to get rid of, but I give them two options. They can either burn it up in the fireplace or they can flush it down the toilet. Yeah. Well, the, the toilet is going to be the bowels and it's going to be the kidneys, and we want those to work all the time. But burning it in the fireplace, and it's a, it's a very valid analogy, is actually like our liver taking care of it because the big part of phase one of liver detoxification is actually oxidation. And um, by the way, if you looked up the word combustion in the dictionary, the first definition is an act or instance of burning. The second definition is slow oxidation is in the animal body. But phase one is, is very, very simply to take a molecule which is toxic and open up a binding site on it and then neutralize it with something else, very, very often an amino acid, and making it water soluble so that the kidneys can pass it out. Uh, in the last half a dozen years they've even described a phase three which actually is involved alkalizing the body because as the urine becomes more alkaline it draws more acid toxins within it and by the way as as the urine becomes more acid it draws more alkaline reserve from the body as well so okay. we do want to go with certain minerals that alkalize the urine to pull out the vast majority of these acid toxins but when we look at phase one of liver detoxification, there's a series of enzymes. And without getting too technical, they're, they're called the cytochrome P450 family. And, and all enzymes are proteins, and they are therefore protein dependent. So we know that when people don't have adequate protein, liver detoxification shuts down. 
And in fact, for most people, if they go on a, on a fast, just a water fast, uh, within 24 hours, that activity is going to drop by about 50%. So we need to get those enzymes active. And, and remember, I mentioned in phase two, very often they neutralize the molecule with amino acids. So both phase one and phase two of liver detoxification are going to be protein-dependent, nutrient-dependent, antioxidant-dependent. And in fact, probably the top medical food that I use in my clinical practice was actually designed for the purpose of enhancing liver detoxification. Okay, good. so intermittent fasting or, you know, these processes may not be the best bet for a, a, a toxic individual trying to lose fat. Yeah, it, the more toxic, the harder that's going to be. You know, there's probably a time way back when when our, when our food had higher levels of nutrition where people had a better reserve, but it's not the case in today's environment. But even with that said, I am a fan of intermittent fasting. fasting. I don't know anybody that eats while they sleep. Mm. So you want to get that good night's sleep and, and maybe give yourself a break before you go to sleep uh, because if you do eat before you sleep, it can interfere with other biologic processes. So other factors can be in the way of people have blood sugar dysregulation. Well, those people that would actually benefit from, for some protein at bedtime. But right. I, I do certainly like the research and the benefit of intermittent uh, fasting. But for the sickest people, it's not a great idea. Mm. I, I like that, Bob, and and it's another. Um, we sort of, you know, protein Greek first importance. It's sort of a as much as the the uh, our listeners might appreciate. Yeah, definitely protein. You know the the physiology in the body, uh, muscle protein synthesis, all this thing. It's a, you know you got to have protein, but that's an interesting perspective. That the, the the detox ability of the body is also protein reliant. So it's many things that protein will do in the body, and that's a a, a, a good reason to make sure you get that adequate amount of, of protein. Tell yes. me, Bob, uh, before we move forward from this one, is there some uh, merit in the first meal of the day? You know, I'm pretty sure you'd be in line with uh, some sort of protein and, and, and fat type of breakfast over cereal. Uh, but it, it is detox, because I've heard, I think, Poliquin's recommend, uh, recommended, you know, the first, uh, whatever, I think Tommy can quote, some 30 grams 30 of grams. protein or something yeah. like that, will go to assisting detox first thing in the morning. Is there a... Uh, aside from you know throughout the day is there a merit to having some protein to start the day from a detox perspective oh from many perspectives you know so okay. one of the things I like to tell people and, and your listeners I'm sure are aware is protein is actually thermogenic so uh, yeah. it actually elevates metabolic rate up to 30% up to 12 hours yeah. and understand that as you're doing that as you're burning fat the sad reality is most of the toxins in our environment are fat soluble and as you begin yeah. to lose that fat, you're going to liberate the toxins, and now you need that liver active to be able to neutralize those and pass it out. Mm. So, uh, it, you know, it's certainly an, important to get that great meal of the day to get you launched. And you, when you look at all the blood sugar issues that people have, I'm, I'm a massive fan of a, of a protein-based, uh, you know, balanced breakfast. And I'm yeah. a, also a fan of food combining. You know, we don't mix proteins and starches; we mix proteins and fats and vegetables. Mm. And, and that's a great choice. Awesome, awesome. I'm curious about the uh, the medical foods, Dr. Bob. I think back in the day, I, I did try the old Estro Clear and a few of those yeah. um, those medical, food, medical foods. foods. I mean, how how were they designed and how do they work? So, in the states, we have a criteria for something to be defined as a medical food, and and the big four criteria are: it has to have guaranteed potency. What it says on the labels on the label: guaranteed purity no contaminants, no microbials, no heavy metals. Third is proven effectiveness in human clinical trial. Uh, and I'll get to that back that in a second. And fourth is every nutrient is recognized as safe. So as the medical foods are defined to enhance liver detoxification, they literally gave individuals known toxins. And I believe they gave them caffeine, Tylenol, and alcohol in their clinical trial. Yep. and up to 500% greater effectiveness at the rate and efficiency of clearing of those toxic molecules. When you start talking about the EstroClear, uh, that one was actually proven to fully detoxify uh, anti-cancer estrogens, what's known as the two methoxy estrogens, 950% more than placebo. Uh, and there's a new term in the literature, which I'll explain in, in a little more detail, it's called metalloestrogens. And now that we've been you know, looking at remains and skeletons, we know that the modern skeleton 
has anywhere between 500 times and, and 1,000 times the lead of humans just 200 years ago. Um, and all these metals are not necessarily staying in the bone. The bone is probably the least uh, damaging place for them in most people. But these things have the ability to bind to estrogen receptors. So they've been called metalloestrogens. So, you know, there's data going back in the 1800s when they started doing extensive autopsies. Journal of Royal Society of Medicine published that they felt that uh, about 2% of 80-year-olds in England in 1870 actually died of cancer. Well, you look today, a man's lifetime risk in the U.S. is one in two, a woman's one in three. Mm. Top cancer in men is prostate risk, one in six. Top cancer in women is breast, one in eight. And these are estrogen toxic cancers. So the emerging pattern is that these metalloestrogens, along with other things like bisphenol A and, and a body which is high fat with you know, zinc deficiency and too much aromatase activity, is becoming profoundly hormonal toxic. Okay. So I, I gather that most of the listeners to this podcast have a fairly clean lifestyle. They're, they would all train. So if we can assume that most of us um, have a fairly good nutrition and we base our nutrition on whole foods, how would you recommend we integrate a medical food into our routine to actually support detoxification and and health and is it a good uh, I'll just chime in there on the end is it a good policy maybe for our listeners that want to be at the forefront of their game maybe maybe some medical food on an ongoing basis is it the type of thing that you could just throw in uh, multiple times a week just to dot I's and cross T's from a a detox perspective Mm. you know absolutely so you know I'm a a big fan of of a shake a day and my shake is going to have a really nice base with a medical food, and it's going to have some colostrum, it's going to have some greens, and if you don't have blood sugar issues, you can throw in some bananas, you can throw in some blueberries, you can throw in some honey, mm. uh, you can throw in Tell some me. chia seed. Um, you, you can actually put in a powdered multi, and you can put in your probiotic and a mycelized vitamin D. Uh, I personally don't put in fish oils in my shake, but everything I mentioned, we got six of the seven in there. Yeah. Uh, some people will throw in the fish oils as well, but it's it's just solid nutrition, mm. uh, and for well over 20 years I've been a, I've personally uh, done an at least an intense week of detox twice a year, and I support a detox shake most days. You know, five five to, to seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. That's, right, that's no. awesome, Bob. Oh, I'd get the marketing team on some sort yeah. of Rakowski super shake, mate. I'll I'll take two of those to go. Can right. you want one? Yeah, Dr. Bob's going to knock one out. That yeah. Make those three to go, thanks. Uh, a couple of straws in there as well, Bob. Yeah. Well, the super positive Dr. Bob Rakowski. Yes. And, uh, super I feel rejuvenated. So that's part one with him. We'll be touching base with uh, Dr. Bob again next week. Lots of great things to take away from that. Interesting about these medical foods. I think that would be worth... Yeah, uh, looking into to Bob reference that he likes to use those on a on a daily basis. Yeah, sounds tasty. Yeah. That more in my calorie calorie uh, oh. deprived state at the moment, sounds yummy. Well, it would tip you right over the edge, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on that point about you know what happens to the body in terms of robbing nutrients when you do eat uh, bad quality, yeah, make, in inverted make, commas, yeah, I mean poor quality nutritional choices, you know, trans yeah. fats processed white flour products, all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all the hidden nasties in the, the yeah. junk food, pretty much. The other thing that was mentioned, uh, Rod, and you made up a very good point with this, was the uh, acid-alkaline balance that Rakowski yeah. touched, touched on. And obviously, you've been through the details uh, in, in that chat about yeah. you know, uh, how it basically the body does rob minerals yeah. from bone and, and tissue to alkalize the body in a environment which is acidic yeah yeah and that was the thing i guess uh prior to this uh, discussion and and uh the functional uh, gp that i refer to and uh your client uh dr, uh, dr. Vinesh, Vinesh, he uh he explained it uh, really well and um dr bob seemed to think it was a good explanation but yeah it was along the lines of the the acid alkaline balance never goes out. You never become overly acidic or overly alkaline because if you do, you, you're seriously sick and you you know you death. I think is the the outcome. Mm. So the body will always maintain that 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 balance, that homeostasis. The body will always 
maintain that but it will maintain it if the nutrition's not adequate or the supplementation's not adequate for uh, the, 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 the stress or the lifestyle that you have at that point in time it mm. will still balance itself out but it will rob the body of uh, like you said uh, micronutrients uh, like magnesium and calcium and stuff like this so it's not to say that um, you know uh, if you don't have an alkalizing green drink or uh, if you don't have uh, lots of green vegetables you, you know your acid alkaline balance is going to be out you're going to become acidic or if you have lots of protein it's going to become acidic uh, no, it'll always maintain that uh, neutral balance, but it's going to do it at the expense of taking uh, vital nutrients and micronutrients from elsewhere. Yeah, so at that, the expense of your mineral balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah your, your electrolyte balance. Yep. And I guess times of high stress really uh, exacerbate that uh, scenario. And yes. um, like c- competitors coming into show, they really want to uh, focus on those electrolytes and... Um, I think one of the products that Dr. Vanesh uh, has uh, suggested, the, the Basica salts, is a, is a really good addition to uh, anyone doing a, a aggressive training, really, but yeah. uh, anyone in the, the latter stages of a competition prep. Um, the Basica salts, uh, I think it's a, an array of, of electrolytes, uh, but it's actually Basica, B A S C I A, I think, mm-hmm. Basica. Yeah, B-A-S-I-C-A. I-C-A. Yep. Uh, it's a natural, I think they're uh, European, but yeah, it's, salts, a natural, yeah. it's a natural product. Uh, so it's not, you can't order it off iHerb and things like that. You've got to go straight to the source. But but you can order it online and, um, you know, a couple of teaspoons of that a day will uh, mm. help provide all those micronutrients so the body doesn't uh, uh, rob, you know, bone and, and, and uh, yes. uh, you know, the acid alkaline balance is um, maintained, maintained with ease. Yes, yes. So the, some of the things that can actually contribute to acidity, as you've alluded to here, Rawdon, prolonged fasting and starvation, Yep. Uh, low-calorie dieting, low-carbohydrate dieting. Man, that's a uh, comp prep in a nutshell, isn't that, it? That's right. Meat, eggs, and grains, more of your acidic food. So if yep. you're, you know, what do you typically do when you're bringing down calories in, in a low-calorie yeah, environment? High protein. High protein. So yep. it, it is quite an acidic environment that you're creating. So maintaining balance with, uh, obviously, fruits and vegetables. Now, fruits don't often make up a lot of a nutrition plan in those stages as well. But yeah. There's certainly room to get plenty of vegetables and a yeah, nice broad spectrum of veggies and plenty of greens. We, we, you and I both, every meal, have a, a big serve of uh, green vegetables. Yep, absolutely have to. And look, it could be also an argument to supplement with a bit of a, a greens drink and the chlorophyll and all that kind of yep, stuff. Yep. As you've mentioned, the basic salts is the gold standard for yep. really maintaining alkalinity while you're doing this. And the way you can actually measure it, it can be done. So there's a, a test and they measure the anion gap. Okay. And essentially what they're doing there, you can, on a basic uh, blood, blood panel. Can. Yep, CMP I think the one is. Yeah, you add the values for sodium and potassium. Okay, and then you, a couple of electrolytes, yep. Yep, then you get the values for the serum concentration of your chloride and bicarbonate. Bicarbonate, yeah. And then you subtract the chloride and bicarbonate from the sodium and potassium. Okay. Those figures, and if there's a gap of greater than 10, then that would indicate that you're acid alkaline balances it's slightly out of whack more veggies basket salt uh himalayan rock salt that type of stuff you you, you want to up the intake a little yep yeah okay so that's the uh another interesting point here tommy is um this can be a real reason why uh this again from a competitor uh perspective mm. you know i will use uh certain amount of zinc and, 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 and magnesium and uh, basic uh, supplements uh, at, for the off-season. But then, you know, you'll find that uh, the, the sleep starts to go uh, and it's like, well, you know, you had enough magnesium before. Uh, it's interesting. I wonder why now the sleep's starting to go. But that uh, elevation in, uh, like you said, the, the calorie restriction, the, the less, uh, uh, you know, maybe less green vegetables, maybe a, a, a more of a predominance of protein. Uh, all these things are creating a, a more of an acidic environment. And the magnesium that was once uh, sufficient. sufficient to help uh, sleep and uh, uh, downregulate the nervous system, put it into a parasympathetic state, is now longer just being used to uh, maintain create, balance, m- maintain acid alkaline balance. Yeah. So, uh, for our listeners and our coaches, you know, be aware that uh, 
in the latter stages of a, of a physique preparation, supplementation uh, does need to be reviewed and it might be a case of uh, increasing some of those uh, key uh, fundamental supplements like the magnesium and uh, you know, the electrolytes around training. Uh, quite easy to do but uh, just something to be aware of and something that I uh, have started to do in these last round of competition preps I periodically increase the magnesium the further and further they get into a, a competition prep when the body's getting pushed more and more and more and I guess I really emphasize the green vegetables uh, with every meal uh, and I increase the uh, my clients will take a serve of the, the alkalizing uh, uh, detoxifying uh, type green uh, chlorophyll usually mm. but spirulina or anything like that but uh, increase that uh, and the well. amount of, of sodium that they have the rock salt first thing in the morning so I will increase that in the you know final 10 to 12 weeks coming into a show uh, just again to err on the side of caution um, uh, and, and and provide the enough micronutrients to to balance the, the acid alkaline balance because um, it really is a correlation with uh, it could be one of those those key things that are, is a cause of a plateau you yeah. know it's just this acid alkaline the body's just far too stressed uh, and that's another reason we want to place as much stress as we can on the body to achieve the body composition change we want but not at the expense of disrupting acid alkaline balance and, 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 and everything else so these subtle uh, changes mm. to some supplementation coming into the show and some, some deliberate food choices increasing vegetable intake perhaps in the latter stages will I think pay dividends and um, so, yeah, touch wood so far uh, this prep these, these guys and girls have um, all been cruising along nicely and their energy's good and yeah um, uh, you know things are looking good so Dr. Vinesh thank you very much and hopefully our listeners will appreciate the, there's uh, a couple of tips a couple of inside tips there Now, we've just been uh, waffling on about the anion yep. gap and acidity. If any of our listeners would like the details on how to, um, on how to calculate, get, it. calculate that, you can send us through an email, info at underthebarpodcast.com. Great. Any of those people, uh, any anyone who would like, uh, interested in, I guess, uh, blood work consultation and stuff like that, we can put you in contact with um, Dr. Vinesh. Dr. Vinesh, he's, yep. uh, he's very good. So once again, just in via the email and we can uh, mm-hmm. we can organize that. He can do things via Skype. Yeah, yeah you know, send the credit card details through. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll just uh, take a little, the details little later. Top. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so Dr. Bob Rakowski, part two, will be up next week. Excellent. And um, looking forward uh, to uh, what he's going to go through there. So yeah, that's really, stuff. really uh, awesome, positive guy. Yep. Uh, that's it for another show. The Dubois Method at uh, Facebook and Instagram. And coming uh, soon, www.dubuismethod.com. Just uh, an ear of suspense there. Yes, uh, go to the Facebook page, Rawdon, and, and just, just to get positive. Yep. Uh, and me, tomhewitt.com.au. Uh, Beautiful. Yep, that's where you'll find all the, <laughs> all the info. All the... All all the, right. the, the <laughs> Cam's... We've got Cam laughing here. Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's polywaffle. Uh, it's polywaffle. Yeah. You really dug it deep into that wizard into sleeve. Into the wizard sleeve. Had to. Had Balls to. deep. All right. See you guys. Thank you. Bye.